Welcome, welcome, welcome back, you guys, to another episode of Rooted with Yams. Before we get started, let me just say my three apologies. Last week was definitely not episode number 30. I realized that way too late. It was number 29. This is episode number 30. So, you know, but every episode deserves a celebration, in my opinion. So thank you guys to all who listened and wished me, like, congratulations and stuff. That was so sweet. So here we are, episode number 30, for real, for real. My second apology is for being late. I know it's not Monday. I don't know what today that you're listening, what day it is, what, what day it will be when I release this episode, but it's not Monday and I'm trying to be consistent, but it's been hard. Things have been coming up. I've been reorganizing my calendar. Yeah, sorry. I'm going to try to be more consistent, but I'm going to also stop making promises. Teehee. And the last thing I want to apologize about is this weather, okay? This weather is trash. It is cold. Y'all people who like the cold, wearing boots, wearing layers, wearing, it's, that's for y'all. Like, it is not for me. I hate this kind of weather. And this weather has hindered me from going to my usual recording studio, aka my car, um, to record this episode. So the noises you hear from the elements outside of my car and um I can't really control it okay so those are all my apologies let's jump right into this week's rooted conversation all right so in this week's rooted conversation we are going to be talking about body image body image is a struggle that all women, in my opinion, but according to Women's Health Magazine, I think it was 86% of women will struggle with. And it's very important. And honestly, it's a disproportionate problem. Women struggle with it more than men. So I was like, look at us, a podcast about womanhood and women communities. Perfect place to talk about overcoming issues with body image. Um, So yeah, I kind of want to discuss some tips and just things that help me overcome physical insecurities. And I think things that I need to help me overcome these physical insecurities uh, related to our bodies and the lies that society feeds us on what our body should or should not look like. All right. So before we get started, there are some fundamental truths that I want to say before we get into the episode. And the first one is that your build, your B-U-I-L-D, that is a real thing, okay? When someone says like, this is my build, this is my frame, my structure, the way my bones are sized and organized, that is real and you cannot manipulate your build. So it's like really harmful and useless to have these insecurities and like feel uncomfortable with your body when you literally you had no choice in in that body. And one way you can figure out what your build is is by looking looking at the women in your family, seeing how they're kind of shaped, structured and put together. Look how you've kind of grown up over the years. Have you like been growing wider, curvier, longer, um stronger, you know, flexibler? <laughs> Those are ways you can identify your build and don't neglect it. Don't ignore it. Don't just be like, "Oh, my build" and then hate things about yourself that are unique to your build that you cannot change. You get what I'm saying? For example, women, our bones, our pelvic bone is wider than a man's. So we can't be like, oh, my hips are so wide. Like I hate my hips. They're so wide. Our bone, our our whole pelvic girdle is literally going to be wider than a man's. We can't want to have narrow hips like a man. 
You got what I'm saying? So don't neglect or underestimate your build. It's just something we got to live with, okay? It is real. It's not made up. It's not like what people say to be nice or to fluff the real issue. It is a real thing, okay? The next thing I want to say, an underlying truth, is that I think I already mentioned this, but girls are more likely than guys to experience this as in issues with body image or negative ideas about her body. And I personally think that it's due to the fact that guys can super easily alter their bodies much quicker than women. So like by, by the time a guy wants to have like issues, um, they already, they already changed, they already changed what they wanted to change. You know, <laughs> that's my opinion. I know some people might be like, that's not true. Yamil, be nice, be fair, but they do have more muscle and can burn fat at a faster rate than women can. Not saying that fat and muscle are the reason for our body image issues. Even though it's established that nearly all women will experience some type of body issue or insecurity to some degree, it's still important that we're all aware of it and we're all actively practicing ways to overcome these issues and insecurities. And the reason I say that is because most women will say that a key factor in determining how they feel about themselves, a key factor in establishing their self-worth and their value is found in their body image, their how they feel about their body. That means successful women and unsuccessful women alike, they will identify themselves primarily by their body before they identify with the amount of degrees they have, the amount of kids they have, their relationships, their loved ones, their their schooling, their education. They will place a higher rank on their body image before all their other credentials, I guess you can say. So with that being said, when you are dissatisfied with your body or you have a negative image of your body, that's that's a negative image of your identity, you know? So, and the whole purpose of this podcast and what I like to see in women and what I want for myself as a woman is to be empowered and to see myself as a high being, uh, see myself worthy and to see see myself unstoppable and empower myself to overcome all things. And I can't do that if the main thing I identify myself as is twisted and construed and it's a negative depiction of myself. Does that make sense? So that is why like, I really, really want to hone in on this conversation and beg almost all of us to try to, to love our bodies and to have a healthy body image of ourselves. So body image includes weight, height, a lot of numerical things, you know. Um, It also includes color, indentations, structures on the body, um, skin. It, It encompasses a lot. So if you think about all the things that your body, your outward presentation encompasses, when you think about that, you can imagine that everyone will struggle with something about their body at some point in time, right? So what the goal is, is to have a healthy body image of yourself. A healthy body image, I wanted to define a healthy body image as one that is 
functional when you see your body and you're you're happy with the way it's functioning and one that is also comfortable. So if you are looking at your body and you're happy with its functionality and your comfortability in that body, I think that is kind of a healthy body image. So forget what the numbers say, forget what the doctor told you, forget what he told you, forget what she told you, forget what all of them told you. Let's focus on establishing a healthy body image and overcoming moments of weakness when we really hate our bodies and are destructive to our bodies or just have an image of ourselves that is counterproductive to the woman we want to be. Okay, so I have about 10 steps or 10 tricks, tips, whatever you want to call them. I never know what to call these things. I got 10 bullet points on how to keep your mind and your heart in the right place to be more loving and accepting and promote good health of your body. Oh, let do it. Oh, let do it. Yeah. You know, I really need this too because I have my season. I really be going through it sometimes. And so these steps are practiced, tried, and true to me. And so I hope they can do the same for you. So let me just go through the list and take from it what you like, throw away what you don't like. You know how it goes. The first thing I have to help us overcome negative body image or body image issues is to fuel your body with foods and substances that physiologically make you feel good, not just emotionally. Okay, that's a big, that's a mouthful. But what I mean is to start to pay attention to the foods and the substances that you put in your body, right? There are things that make you feel good emotionally. Like they really put you on a high. Trust me. Like for me, those things are Reese's peanut butter cups and barbecue Pringles. They make me feel so good emotionally. I promise you, like if you give me barbecue Pringles or Reese's peanut butter cups or potatoes, any type of potatoes, especially French fries, Y'all, I'm going to be in the best mood, in the best mood to an extent, okay? I'm going to be in the best mood until I need to stay up for hours to study. I'm going to be in the best mood until I got to go to the gym. I'm going to be in the best mood until I start feeling like that film on your teeth when you eat too much Reese's peanut butter cups. You know, like to an extent, I'm going to emotionally feel good. But then there are foods that just make you feel good physiologically and you can tell the difference. For example, when you fill in your body with water versus when you fill it with Coke, I know you feel a difference. If you don't feel a difference, try it. Try eliminating Coke from your body and just drinking water. Then you'll feel the difference physiologically. And that's the key. We want to work towards physiologically feeling good and not emotionally feeling good. For me, something that I can quickly identify that is a stark contrast between how I feel emotionally versus physiologically is when I have a bagel with cream cheese. Y'all, I am good for a bagel and cream cheese. Lots and lots and lots of cream cheese, okay? Like, I'm not just a light spread, please. No, I'm like, you know what? I need about three tablespoons of cream cheese for half a bagel. So I know that that makes me feel good, but I know that if I have eggs for breakfast instead, eggs with toast, that will keep me all day. I'll be active. I'll be uppity. Like I won't feel like going to sleep in the next hour. I'll feel better about myself physiologically. So that's what I'm striving for in order to make me 
feel better about my body. So essentially, if you're feeling good inside, you'll have a better perspective of your body on the outside. The second thing I want to say to help us overcome body image issues is to affirm yourself. Girl, you've got to affirm yourself because no one else will. Nobody else will tell you that you pop in. No one else will tell you that your body is perfect. No one else will tell you that you are perfect the way you are. Every single person you encounter will, will find something, something, even if it's just the slightest thing, everybody will find something about you that they don't like or that they think is too big or too small or too lumpy or too chunky or too clunky or too skinny, okay? So you have to be the one to affirm yourself. You are the only person who can tell yourself that you are perfectly, beautifully, wonderfully crafted just like this. That's it. You're the only one that can do it. So speaking words of affirmation out loud is huge. I never, I've never really done it until this past year. I started practicing it more. Usually I just kind of like write to myself or I just think about it in my head. But saying these things out loud, especially looking in a mirror, shout out to the chocolate docs who always remind me to do that. Um, saying those things out loud into a mirror to affirm yourself, to affirm yourself physically, not only mentally, sometimes it's not every day be a good steward of your money, not every day be on time, not every day, every day internal things. Sometimes you got to say you are freaking gorgeous. Okay. Sometimes you got to say your dimple is perfect. Your, your dimple is so cute. Sometimes you got to say your teeth, girl, they are radiant. Sometimes you got to say, yo, you're your booty is fat and it is nice. Sometimes you have to be a little, what's it called? When you're like all about the physical, it's called something, but you know what I mean? Damn. I really want to know what it's called. But anyways, I'm not going to stress over it. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta boost yourself a little bit. You gotta tell yourself that you are all that and that every single Every single turn on your body is sexy, okay? You must affirm yourself physically. I know sometimes, like, you try. We try not to be all about the outside. Sometimes we, you want to look within and be all holistic and whatever. Yeah, we're going to save that for another episode. This time, I'm saying feel yourself. You got to be feeling yourself. Boost yourself. Be really egotistic about your physical, okay? The next one... This one is big. This one I think people take for granted and don't really recognize that it could be detrimental to their self-worth when they do this. But number three, I would say subscribe to vloggers, beauty gurus, fashion people. I know we all watching these people on YouTube, so y'all know who I'm talking about. Subscribe to the community that looks like you. I don't understand why some people don't do that. Why are you watching a fashion haul of somebody who is 10 sizes smaller than you? Why? Why, sis? No, honestly, pause the podcast right now and answer the question. Why? I know sometimes people be like, oh, it's because their personality, they're funny, they're whatever. Girl, don't do it. Don't do it to yourself. Why are you doing that to yourself? This girl, she's talking about, ugh, they're too big. I always get the pants too big. And then she puts on her in her description, the size was a size two. Huh? Huh? Are you even going to buy anything? You're not even going to buy anything. So why do you just waste your time, waste and deteriorate your self-image, your self-worth 
by watching that, by poisoning your mind with that. Essentially, is what you did. I'm sorry. I know some of some of your favorites might not look like you, but make them look like you. There are amazing people on the internet there that look just well, not just like you, obviously, but you know that you can relate to more on a physical sense. Same with makeup. Like if you are dark skin, dark, like you dark like me, like why are you watching what's her name? Um, what's her name? Let me find it. I'm going to find it. I think it's like Alyssa. Yeah. If you're dark skin like me, why is the only like your only makeup advice coming from Alyssa Ashley? Why? Why? If you got black eyes, black skin, you watching Alyssa Ashley's makeup tutorials and then you're going to try to replicate it and you're going to think you're ugly because you probably look ugly if you're replicating her makeup techniques, you know? So things like that, you have to be aware of that. Be conscious of that, okay? Like if you're, I don't know, you have to have a good balance. For example, like there's some YouTubers and stuff that I watch and I love them because how open they are, how their their content, like the words that are coming out of their mouth and like I can listen to them without watching them and like aspiring to look like them or to have that shape. So, but just make sure when you, when it comes to like you actually wanting to watch a spring fashion haul so you know how to get cute for the spring, watch someone that makes sense to what you look like, okay? That's all I'm saying. The next thing to help us overcome challenges with body image is to incorporate some type of physical activity. And I say this like very lightly. I'm not telling you like you need to lose weight or you need to exert your body to the maximum force. No, I'm not saying that. I'm talking about stretching, touching your toes a couple times a day. I promise you it'll make you feel good. If you're not someone who likes to work out a lot or you can't work out a lot, I promise you a good stretch will do you right. Like you will feel like when you get a good stretch in sometimes, you'll feel like taller. You feel like, I don't know, something about your muscles being stretched. I don't know what it is. If you just, if they truly are like stretched and you do grow a little bit taller, but you just feel a little better. And then doing things that make your body sore, at least for me, even if it's just a little bit sore, I feel sexy. Like if I am a teensy bit sore, like let's say I did five pushups, five pushups will get your girl sore. And I feel like, ooh, let me bust out my, my tube top. Okay, let me let me go ahead and show off my arms a little bit. Okay, like when my arms are sore, I'm like, don't tell me anything. Y'all are going to be seeing my arms because they are sexy after my five little push-ups. Okay, when I touch my toes and my hamstrings are all stretched, girl, you best believe I'm going to have those booty shorts on. Okay, because I got toned legs after touching my toes. They are toned. They are sexy. All my cellulite is gone in that moment in my mind. And that's all that matters. What you feel in your mind, how you feel in your body, that is all that matters. So do a little bit of stretching, physical, aerobic activity. It will have your mindset shift. I'm telling you. If you don't believe me, try it. Try it, girl. Try to get just a teensy bit sore, whether it's from stretching, yoga. Yoga will get you messed up. Like That takes me like to extreme soreness real quick. But just a teeny bit and you will feel sexier, I promise you. Another thing that I have to help us overcome 
issues with our body and our negative body image is to practice nudity. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Say what? Practice nudity a little bit, okay? You don't got to be all extreme in public, but be comfortable in your naked self. Every once in a while, okay? I'm, I'm personally not the kind of person that would just be in my house naked when no one's home just for no reason, but I know majority of my friends are like that. It's, it's cute, but it's just strange. Like, to me, it's a little bit strange. But if you're like that, like, trust me, you're, it's not weird, I guess. It's just that's not my most comfortable state is to be butt naked. But I do appreciate what being comfortable in your nudity does to how you feel about your body. It does wonders. If you have never just like been naked looking at yourself in the mirror, you probably have struggled with some type of body image issues. So in order to overcome that, I say practice nudity. What it does, it, it, build, it builds comfort in your skin. You have to be comfortable in your skin before anybody will be comfortable in the skin you're in. So if you're not comfortable in your skin, you're always going to feel that people aren't comfortable with the shape that you're in. And that's the worst thing you can do to yourself. The worst thing you can do to yourself is walk into a room and just feel uncomfortable or that people don't think that your shape, your body is deserving of praise. Does that make sense? So the purpose of being practicing nudity, even once in a while, is to become more comfortable in your skin so that you're not as aware of the thoughts and ideas that other people may have about you. Because you're, you're only concerned about them when you're not comfortable yourself. So that's all I really have to say about that. You can start with the bra and panties. That will do it too. Um, I would say bra and panties for a longer period of time be, be in it. But if, if you want like quicker results, just get butt naked. Be butt naked. And just really know how you look. Be like, oh, you see, my, my stomach might pudge a little here, but right here it is flat, okay? It is flat, flat. In fact, this pudge complements my flat tummy, okay? I see you love handles. Just making me look like a pear. Mm, delicious. Just wiggle your arms a little, like do a little some jumping jacks while you're naked. Be like, oh, my booty can jiggle. I thought I had a flat booty. Then you find out it can jiggle. Girl, I promise you, you're going to wear your jeans differently and you're going to feel better about yourself. I promise you. Do some naked jumping jacks. It'll do your mind right. The next thing I have, number six. Whew, this is taking longer than I thought. But number six is to wear clothes that compliment you. I feel like that is pretty self-explanatory, but... I am a victim of this. I, I love to wear clothes that don't fit me for some reason. Not that I love to. It's just like if I'm my mom will give me something and I just wear it, even though I know it doesn't fit me. I don't want to go take it in or whatever. Like I just wear it or I've had something for years and I don't want to buy something else. So I just keep wearing the jeans, even though they're all ripped on the inside. The seams are busting open. I just wear them. But wearing clothes that compliment you. Child, they'll have you feeling like a different woman. A different woman. And also, don't think that wearing clothes that compliments you means that you're hiding your insecurities. It does not mean that. I would tell myself that I was attracted to high-waisted things 
because they hid my love handles. So I was always telling myself like, oh, like it's not even that cute. I'm just attracted to it because it hides in my love handles. I was forgetting the fact that I look good in these clothes. You know, like they're not hiding your love handle, sis. They are complimenting your body. They are highlighting your figure and your shape. So when you when you think of about the negative things, you're not going to appreciate the truth that that piece of clothing has to offer your body. And the truth is, is you look good. Okay? That's the truth. That's a matter of fact. So for me, like, especially the, the best example I can think of is with high-waisted things because at first, like, it was so discouraging for me always going to the store, making sure, like, I'm not buying jeans that are high-waisted. Like, it would bring me down, like, really heavy. I, I hated shopping for jeans. I still do kind of not like shopping for jeans and shorts, bottoms in general, because I'm finding myself telling myself that I'm buying these things because I don't have the waist or the the stomach or the hips that I want. But once I have it, then I'll buy lower cut jeans. And that's toxic. That's backwards. Instead, I'm buying clothes that complement my body that are, because tr- those jeans that I'm buying won't look good on you or they won't look good on the next girl. So I need to uh, acknowledge that I have a body that makes these pair of jeans look good. Period. Okay. So wear clothes that compliment you, not because they're hiding your insecurities or that you have anything to be insecure about, but just the fact that there are clothes out there waiting, yearning for your body. They're saying, girl, I was made for those thighs. Girl, I was made for no thighs. Put me on. They're literally screaming for you to wear them because your body was made for them. Your body was made to love these pieces of clothing. So don't run for them or don't downplay them like they're just there to hide your insecurities. No, they're there to highlight your glorious, glorious and magnificent body. Whew. Next thing, number seven. Kind of goes hand in hand with number six, and that is to embrace your angles or your lack thereof. Okay? If you got angles, embrace them. Stop hiding them. Even if your angles are not muscular as you want them to be, or they're not as round as you want them to be, they have more indentations, embrace them, okay? Poke it out a little bit, stick it out. You know, you know, work with your angles like Drake told us to. And then if you lack angles, you're a liar. You are a liar. Nobody lacks angles. The whole body is a geometric pile of geometry, So you got angles, sis. There's no geometry without angles, and your body is a whole geometric lesson. So work with what you got. Don't try to stiff yourself in a pose to hide things. No. Don't suck it in. Let it out. Even if you just need to take pictures of yourself, like for no one to see, when you just poking all your angles out and just making yourself look like a pentagon, go ahead and do it. It will make you feel better about yourself. I'm telling you, like, I always take, like, Instagram pictures. There's always, like, I'm trying to trying to give you an angle. I'm trying to give you some, 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 blomp, blomp, blomp. You know, I'm trying to give you something. But when I take pictures, like, of myself, I'm experimenting with my angles. I'm like, okay, I'm cute right here. Okay, I don't got to suck it in. I can just, oh, come on now. Come on, cleavage. Come through. You do have some shadow and some angles to you, girl. 
You were hiding under there this whole time? For what? Embrace your angle, sis. Number eight. Number eight and number nine, I'm going to combine them because we are talking about being overweight and underweight. We need to overcome this. These two labels, being overweight and being underweight, they're very negative. We need to focus on, what did I say in the beginning? Being healthy. Just because you're overweight does not mean you're unhealthy. Doctors has been like, you overweight, you overweight. I'm like, the scale is wrong. How am I overweight and I'm this skinny? Like, I was so skinny in high school. Now that I look back, of course, then I had all these issues. I thought I was enormous. But I was super skinny in high school. But all the stupid doctors kept telling me I was overweight. That's why I was all sad and moping and thinking that I was a rolling tube of I don't know what. So um, don't focus on your weight. Stop calling people underweight. Stop calling people overweight. Stop telling yourself that you're overweight and underweight because you know, you and I both know for a fact that these numbers in these textbooks, these BMI charts that are in every pediatric office, we all know that there's some outliers and there are some lies to be revealed in those charts. So don't focus on that. Stop weighing yourself every day. Why? Is, 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 is that a reflection of who you are, those numbers on the scale? They're not. So why do you want to wake up every day and tell yourself, let a number, let a scale tell you who you are? You know who you are. You Instead of waking up in the morning and getting on that scale, wake up, take off your clothes if you slept with clothes on and you probably slept naked, I don't know, and just stand in the mirror and be like, damn, I look good. Period. I don't need to step on a scale. I look good. My body is delicious. So I would say focus on being healthy. If you wake up, you're not like out of breath and like feeling like, oh, shoot, I shouldn't have had 10 boxes of pizza last night because, you know, you couldn't sleep because your stomach was in your throat. If you wake up feeling good, that is because your body is fine. So look in the mirror at your naked body and say, girl, inhale exhale watch your diaphragm go up and down watch your abs constrict and relax and be like damn look how fit you are girl being able to inhale and exhale like that and your body just moves with your diaphragm and your rib cage yes that is something to celebrate okay so stop worrying about the lbs embrace the extra lbs if you got them embrace them Know that they're just adding to your glorious figure. And if you if you feel like you need to add LBs, focus on loving yourself at the LBs that you're at right now. They're beautiful. Whether you have too little or too many, there is no perfect amount of LBs that a woman can have. So that was number eight and nine combined. And number 10, I really want to drive this point home with you guys. Number 10 is to be accepting and appreciative of others. Women, ladies, me, you, we are good for judging another woman. We are so good for that. When we look at another woman and we have an eye of, oh, they're ugly, they fat, they skinny, they flat, they round, they're square, whatever. When you have those, those thoughts towards other women, toward other people in general, just know that as critical as you just were to others, you are 10 times as critical to yourself. So there's no one out there being that critical to other women because they feel perfect about themselves. No. I'm looking at somebody looking at like, oh, 
like, oh, she shouldn't have wear that. Her tummy don't look cute in that because I'm highly insecure about my tummy. And the thing about this, we're critical by nature, but we, we, can, we can literally physically stop ourselves from doing that. You have to train your brain to not be critical, to not be judgmental to others. You have to train your brain. It's, it's just like any bad habit. You're going to have to practice, practice. You're going to fail. You're going to have to go back, practice, practice, practice. You might have to join a society, a meeting, you know, to hold you accountable. Um, and that's fine. But we need to train ourselves to not be critical and, and judgmental to other women, especially about their phys- physical appearance. And my thing here, my mission, my goal, my objective, my aspiration for my life is to overcome these norms of what a woman should be and how a woman should look. I want to overcome these norms and push a new standard of beauty. That new standard of beauty is that there is no standard of beauty. But we have to start with our own minds. As we criticize other women and are judgmental towards other women, we are promoting this hateful, destructive, body dysmorphic society. We're just promoting it. We are practicing what we hate. We're doing what we want to stop. It doesn't make sense. So we have to start with our own minds. As each and every one of us takes responsibility to control our own minds, we'll realize that we gossip less with other girls about other women's physiques or physical appearance. And when we do that, we'll notice that that group of girls will gossip less about it to other groups of girls. And as every group of girls stop to think and focus so much on other women, they'll begin to love themselves more inwardly, you know, because they're not setting up comparisons for themselves. And when you set up other women to compare yourself to, you're setting yourself up for failure. So even though you're looking at someone with a critical eye, and you're thinking like, oh, I'm better than them or whatever, or like, oh, she shouldn't have done that, you're still setting yourself up for failure. You're still comparing that person's body to you. And just as much harm as you did to that person by knocking them down like that in your mind, you literally you literally slapped them with your mind, which is very rude. That is very not nice. You did it to yourself, to your own esteem, because now you're going to be working towards not looking like that or Or you're going to go back home and be like, oh, I kind of have that too, or whatever. And you're just being destructive to yourself once again. So let's practice being accepting and appreciative of other women when they walk by, when we see them at the gym. Because I know all of us, we be concerned about the guys looking at us at the gym. I'm honestly more concerned about the women looking at me at the gym. Like, honestly, 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 that is my biggest concern. And also, I'm not looking at guys at the gym. I'm looking at women, if I want to be real, like, <laughs> I'm looking at women being like, damn, I want to be like her, or, ooh, I'm glad she came to the gym today. It's evil to say, but I know you've thought it too, okay? So we got to work on that. I have to work on that, being accepting, appreciative, uplifting toward other women. How am I going to be someone who says, um, I want to be an encourager of all women, and, you know, that's, like, one of my purposes in life is to uplift and encourage when I'm tearing people down like that in my mind. Houseway, where they do that at? Not here. It's not possible. That was pretty much a rooted conversation. You know, fuel your body with foods and substances that are good for you physiologically. It will train your brain to have a better perception of your body. Affirm yourself because no one else will. Subscribe to vloggers, beauty communities, people who look like you. Stop setting examples of people who who you can never relate to. 
incorporate some type of stretch or physical activity in your day-to-day life. You feel better, you look better. That is my motto. If I feel good, I must look good. So whatever makes me feel good, I'm going to do that because I know I'm going to walk in thinking and looking good because I feel good. Practice nudity. I'm telling you, just do it. Buy clothes and wear clothes that compliment you. It's not just enough to buy them and let them sit there. Wear them, girl, and know that those clothes are not hiding your flaws. They were made for you. There ain't no such thing as a piece of clothing that hides your flaws, huh? It's your body. You can't hide nothing. So if it looks good on you, it looks good on you, period. Embrace your angles or lack thereof. Know that numbers, the LBS, they don't mean anything. Just strive for good health. And lastly, be accepting and appreciative to other women. Yeah, yeah, this is my palace. Champagne All right, so today's reflection point like is brought to you by a book I'm reading called Don't Settle for Safe by my best friend in my head, Auntie Sarah Jakes Roberts, okay? I love her so much. I love her podcast, Woman Evolve Podcast. Thank you, Sebe, for putting me on her podcast. If you guys are not subscribed to this podcast, you must, like, you have to subscribe. It's one of my favorite podcasts. Anyways, her book, Don't Settle for Safe, is amazing. Honestly, every single sentence in this book is a reflection point for me. But I just wanted to highlight these couple of sentences that is really, they're really dealing with me right now, okay? It says, Growth is produced through sacrifice. It requires that you release the comfort of your last phase and learn the distinctions of the new one. Those sentences were really dealing with me because it just put things in perspective for me. Like I'm really trying to grow and get rid of some old habits, old ways of thought. And in that, I didn't really absorb the fact that it's going to be a huge sacrifice. I love that it says it requires that I release the comfortability of my last phase. So wherever you're trying to grow out of, grow from, evolve from, become better than, you have to get out of the comforts that you've created in those stages, you know? So I really like that it said that. It really just hit me because I'd never really thought about it like that. And then it says to learn the distinctions of the new one. So it's going to be uncomfortable to grow. You're not going to see growth because you're not going to see growth in the midst of comfortable situations and circumstances. You're going to have to say no to things you usually say yes to, or you're going to have to say yes to things you usually say no to. You're going to have to try new things, establish new patterns, habits, and everybody knows that that is challenging and it takes time. So I love those, those two sentences in the book. And you guys, I highly recommend you get this book. And also a little side note, I would recommend... If you are reading like development, growth, those type of books, I would suggest checking them out because I notice when I buy these books that I want to learn from, I read it and I'm highlighting in it, taking notes in the margins and stuff. But once I'm done with the book, I never go back to it and I'm just breezing through the book like a novel. But when you check out a book or rent a book, you actually are forced to journal about what you're reading because you can't write in it, you know? So I love that I've been taking my time in this book because when things strike me, I have to I have to pause, get out my journal, and write out my thoughts about it and how or what it means in my life. So that's a little 
you know, a little jewel for you guys or whatever. If you're trying to find ways to to make a message stick or to actually learn and grow from these self-help, self-growth, um, evolution type books that we all love to read. And here we are, the last segment of the podcast, the Dine Shine segment. Today, you guys, I can't help it. I know I'm a super fangirl right now. I'm real emotional. Like, I really shouldn't be this attached to someone else's joy, but I am. So today's guy and shine has to go to my big sis, auntie, best friend, spirit animal, twin, bae, woman crush every day, Gabrielle Union and her man. Congrats to them and their new baby. Like, uh, tears, you guys, tears flooded my eyes and I was so overwhelmed so happy for her and at first I was like wait 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 and then I had to remember her life story and her situation it was so like beautiful to see her in such a natural state like motherhood becoming a mother it's natural in so many different forms so it was so beautiful to see her story and how she was able to have a daughter through surrogacy through, I guess, an unconventional means. And then oddly enough, like throughout the week, I was hearing about other women's unconventional stories or whatever, however you call it. Um, Auntie Michelle Obama talked about some of her struggles with fertility. So it was really cool. Like I just felt like, you know how sometimes you hear something and then you hear um, a common trend of the topic like throughout your week. That's kind of how Gabrielle Union's birthday of her daughter, that's how it was that the rest of the week for me. So yes, I'm so happy for her. I'm so in love. I'm so mesmerized. I am in awe. I am delighted. I am so happy. I'm so in love with this beautiful love story, this creation story, this birth story. It has really warmed my heart, my soul, my spirit, every, every fiber in my body is lightened up like is on fire at this beautiful news so um yeah that was our guy and shine for today thank you guys for listening to another episode of rooted with yams and thank you for being patient with me as per usual with you know delays technical difficulties poor sound quality and all the other things that you don't really got to be patient for so i appreciate you for being here Please rate this podcast, leave a comment on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts, share it with a friend or a loved one or even an enemy. I don't care. Just share it. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you guys can reach me at rootedwithyams at gmail.com or on my Instagram, which is yams and potatoes. All of that is going to be in the episode notes. Thank you guys for coming back and stay tuned. I'm going to answer all the suggested conversations in the next coming episodes. Y'all have a beautiful, delectable, delightful week. Bye-bye.